All right, folks, welcome to another GD Podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. This week on the show, I got Sheldon Nalos. Um, I was able to sit down with Sheldon and talk about his work over the last few years creating the season match breakdown in regards to the PRS standings. Uh, on this episode, we discuss um, why he created this spreadsheet, how to interpret it, and what shooters can pull out of this information Um as it refers to their match performance and match difficulty over the season. So stay tuned, stay with us, and be sure to like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. All right. So I got to click OK here. OK. There we go. Sweet. All right, folks, welcome. Um, we are joined tonight by Sheldon Nalos. Did I pronounce that correctly? Nailed it. Yes. All right. Uh, He is residing in Washington via Alaska. Sheldon is the creator of the PRS season summary spreadsheet. Some of you guys have seen it. It's super um, compiled a bunch of match data over the last four or five years now. Um, I see it here going back to 2019, uh, but he compiles all of the matches, the number of shooters, the average percentages of all that information, and then compiles it, compresses it, does a bunch of cell formula jazz, and then spits out this super in-depth spreadsheet every year. And it kind of shows what are some of the harder matches, where are you progressing or where are you placing over that time frame, what your percentages are, a bunch of really cool data that we're going to jump into. Um, it's compiled at the end of each season, uh, depicting the details of the season for each shooter. Um, as an example, Sheldon shot five matches. Uh, he finished first at the Central Coast Chaos match and finished 47th based on the factors of this spreadsheet. Um, now, this I'll preface this with this is just based on the raw data of the season, not necessarily your actual placement um, of the season. So we'll kind of get into that when we start talking about the details, but Sheldon, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the world here. Um, Hey, thanks guys. Uh, Great to be here. Great to meet you. Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, Sheldon Nalos. I live in Vancouver, Washington, been shooting PRS since uh, about 2016. Uh, Like you said, originally, Originally from Alaska, grew up there as a missionary kid. My dad was a pilot up there. And then we moved down to Washington State uh, when I was about 10. So when I was up in Alaska, I grew up around guns, had a pellet gun, had a 22. I got sent out in the woods, go go shoot and hunt and, you know, live the outdoor lifestyle. <laughs> and then when we moved back down here, uh, it was, uh, you know, a little little bit more like suburbia city life. So didn't do a whole lot of shooting for a while. But around 2015, 2016, you know, sort of found my way back into shooting casually, got myself a bolt gun with a scope and thought it was pretty cool to shoot to 400 yards. And then had a friend at church say, hey, man, you should come out and try one of these PRS match things. I I think you'd really like it. So went out and did it. And that was that was the end of it for me, man. I was down the rabbit hole and uh, enjoying it ever since. It's been a lot of a lot of fun. Fantastic. So you got into shooting by being a kid in Alaska with BB guns and 22s and, and yep. you don't look like you're that old, but like, that's something that we hear from like the generation that grew up in the seventies and the, uh, 
the 70s and the early 80s of an age where, oh, I just got sent out in the back of the woods with a 22 and didn't get, come home till it got <laughs> dark out. But you don't look like you're that old to have that experience. But I guess Alaska is a little uh, a little different in in those days. <laughs> but you nailed it, man. I'm I'm 46, so uh, yeah, my 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 kids are growing up on me. Life's flying by. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so is is long range your first experience with competition as far as uh, competing with a firearm? Yeah, yeah, completely. Okay. So you know. I, I uh, hadn't ever done anything shooting competitively until PRS and then just sort of stuck my toe in the waters, you know, shot my first season with a 308 and learned and progressed. Didn't we all? Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually got something a little bit, uh, a little bit more competitive, but yeah, it's, it's been a ton of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And you said you've been in the PRS since 2016. So you're going on your eighth season. I, I think that's right. I I, I want to say maybe my first year I shot like some club level matches. Okay. That, you know, I wasn't chasing the points race. Uh, and then I'd have to go back and check my profile, but maybe 2017 was probably my first like PRS season. Okay. I like signed up and did the points race. Have you shot any NRL hunter matches? I haven't done hunter yet. I, I built myself a hunter gun. I think I can make open light, but I just haven't, shoehorned it into the schedule yet i've been uh keeping so busy with all the other two day and one day prs matches yeah for sure i mean it's it's like we're we we're always waiting for that schedule to drop so that we can like figure out which matches i can make at which time and which ones can i shuffle around and hit a hit a hunter match or a or a prs match and, and kind of go from there um but they're a ton of fun. I've, I've only shot two of them. Um, I RO'd both, both of them, but they were, uh, both a ton of fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, getting to another two hunter matches this year. Um, so what is your, what is your PRS rifle setup? Uh, so right now I'm shooting a foundation stock, uh, impact action, uh, shooting six BR Ackley, uh, shooting like 105 hybrids at 2800 ish mm -hmm. uh schmidt menderscope apa break kind of very quintessential uh prs gun okay um so why a schmidt and bender uh you know i got a, a good deal on one uh like years ago like maybe five six years ago liked the way that it worked and it, it wasn't super expensive and and I bought another one and it's like, you know, I'm just, I've got a couple of these. I'm going to, I'm going to run them. And I, you know, I've looked through nice glass, you know, the tangents and the uh, Zico's and I've thought about switching over, but you know, I kind of know that like, you know, winning and losing is for me, isn't going to hinge on whether I have better glass or not. I, I'm, right. uh, I'm already limited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair, uh, fair enough. Um, and you said uh, 6BR Ackley? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shot BR Ackley the last couple of years. Have shot Dasher before. My, my daughter's shooting Dasher right now. And okay. I've got, you know, setups for both. And she competes as well, right? Yeah, that, that's been like the best thing the last few years. So she's uh, just turned 17 recently. But when she was about 14, she just expressed some interest in, in shooting the bolt gun. Like I would go out to practice, like shooting a two, two, three, and she'd want to come along. And so I, you know, let her try, let her shoot a little bit, like, you know, shooting off of barricades. 
And I noticed that she was pretty immediately like hitting small targets. It's like, wait a minute, there's some, some talent here. Yeah. There's some talent. So here. I, I just, <laughs> so I, I asked her like, you know, maybe after three, four months of that, I was like, would you ever want to shoot a match? And, you know, totally on you if you're interested. And she said, yeah, I want to do it. So we went out and she's basically joined me at every match uh, since then. So coming up on three years now shooting together. Oh, that's awesome. kind of fun. Just traveling the country, camping, squatting together. It's, it's like a beautiful season in life. Absolutely. Um, I, mine are still pretty young, but I hope to get that uh, to that level to where they'd want to one around with dad and, and go shoot different matches, even if it's 22 or the local club matches or whatever, but that's, that's definitely what I aspire to, uh, to have with my kids. And I see, I see it. You're not the only one that I see it with. I see it with, you know, uh, Chad and Kate Estes. I see it with Dakota, Wright. I see it with a bunch of other shooters. And I think it's, um, hell, even, um, Ryan and Ethan Shipes that were in, in class with me this week, like, um, Ethan, the son, he's 13, 14 years old and is already shooting a, a, a six GT and hitting targets. And he's beaten me. He's taken third at a club match. Um, they fly all over Impressive. the country and go to guardian matches and shoot a bunch of the guardian stuff. Um, so it's super cool to see um, not just father and son, but also father and daughters out there out there enjoying this sport and, and growing the growing the sport and, and embedding the future of the sport in, in the next generation. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so let's talk about this, this spreadsheet. What inspired you to initially make this spreadsheet? Cause just looking at it and knowing the amount of work that Excel and formulas and gathering all this data takes, like this is an undertaking every year. It's not something that you spend 20, 30 minutes on and you've got in the bag. So what inspired you to take on this challenge? So, I mean, I, I think the first year I did it was 2019 and the, I, I think the, the idea behind it was curiosity on my part. So okay. like I was shooting a lot of matches uh, in the West, like the PRS two day stuff, but like the selection of matches that I could make was like, I basically had three that I could, hit within like a 10 hour drive radius. Right. And so it's like, well, those are my three matches that that's all I'm going to get for the season. And then I, you know, I'd go out and I'd shoot them and I feel like I shot. Okay. But you know, you got skull drug on points. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. shooting against some of the top in the country and tricky wins and all those things. And so I thought, man, you know, is it fair? Am I like getting shortchanged here on points? If I, uh, like didn't shoot like a, a Southeast match or, you know, any of the matches where like, the field tends to place pretty high in the eighties and 90% range. Right. I thought, okay, what's behind that? Like, so it was like personal curiosity, just wanting to see what was going on with matches and like where those matches broke down. Okay. And then the other thing was just curiosity about like, you know, what does it look like if you count all of my matches and compare it against all of everybody else's matches? Okay. Cause I was only able to get three and then, you know, you go to the PRS leaderboard and all you can really see is somebody else's matches. Uh, that's their best three. And that right. person might've shot six or seven or eight matches and the rest of those get lost in the noise. And so it wasn't like trying to prove a point or anything. It was like this own personal curiosity I had about like, well, what does it, what does it look like if you just look at somebody's average performance 
And then, you know, where do matches shake out against each other? Okay. So I, uh, like, so how long ahead. did it take you to do the, how long did it take you to do the first one? The first like 2019 spreadsheet versus like, how long does it take you now? Now that you kind of got the hang of it, but you're only doing it once a year. So do you have to like knock the rust off when you go to do it for 2023? Like talk a little bit about that process. So, so really like the, the 2019 project was a much bigger project. Cause I, it wasn't just like, you know, putting together a spreadsheet. It was like thinking about like, okay, well, what makes a match easy or hard? You know, what's a fair way to try and uh, compare matches to each other? Like, and then how do I do that in a spreadsheet? So like a lot of like thinking about it and then inventing a way to make the spreadsheet work. And then every year since then, I, I haven't really done a whole lot of like, thinking about it. It's been more like, okay, right. cut all the match data. I pasted into the same spreadsheet from last year. Let it crunch the numbers. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing any of the yeah. math. Right. And then every year that I've added onto it, it's like, oh, this is even more meaningful now because you've got two years of data, three years of data, four years of data. Right. Exactly. And you can start to look at like trends and, and things like that. And who's been at the leaderboard, like a lot, but yet, like who's up and coming or where you're placing like from year to year to year versus like, Oh, well, and it's consistent data too. Cause like you can always go back and reference the past year's spreadsheet. Cause it's all the different tabs down at the bottom. Like if you didn't do a screen grab on your phone or on your computer of where you placed um, within the, uh, uh, within the ranks on like the, the PRS website. Like I know that I was 19th for production this year, but I don't know where I was at in military because they didn't grab a screenshot of it. Right. And now the new yeah. year has started, all that data is gone. Right. So unless you got a screen grab or wrote it down somewhere, you don't know where you finish, but with this, you can actually figure it out and go back and look at it, the historical data of it, which is super cool. Yeah. And I, and I think like over time, you know, that initial curiosity about matches and comparison and all that like has faded and more so now it's like, you know, there's some serious statistics here, you right. know, lots of good sports have like, you know, baseball's got statistics, football's got statistics right? where you can look back at player performance and it's kind of nice to be able to have that same thing and provide that same thing for all the shooters here. Exactly. You can go, okay, you know, these are trends or, you know, a way to look at my own performance in a way that, you know, isn't just necessarily on the points, uh, on the points race. Right. So how do you compile the data, uh, after, uh, how do you compile the data? Do you grab all that data from the match that just happened after the match happened, or do you wait to the end of the year to do all of it? Um, and then what data from the match are you grabbing? So all I'm grabbing is the PRS, uh, list, the score sheet for each match. Okay. So like, you know, before the finale rolls out and before the scores roll over into the new season, I'll go and I'll just cut paste straight off of the PRS website. Okay. So you're not going into you, each match on practice score. No, I don't have to chase matches on practice score. It, it's like, you know, cutting and pasting it off the PRS website is maybe a, an hour project. Okay. Um, and then I'm just pasting that all into the spreadsheet. And then what I do is I, I convert it from, cause like when you go to the PRS website and you look at scores, 
people will have division scores. So like, correct. It'll show that, I shoot production. So like, yeah. How does that shake out? Yeah. So I, I just, I, I can see the total number of points that the winner had. And then I just recalculate the scores to be just pure percentage of winner. So okay, kind of like you. I strip away all the divisions. So that way everybody's on equal footing and gotcha. at the end of it all, you can compare each other. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and then there's multiple tabs um, and different types of info that you gather from each of them. So we're going to kind of talk about that now. So I'm going to transfer over to um, – so first off, you've got an explanation tab, which I think is super helpful. Um, it doesn't eliminate people messaging you and asking <laughs> what this means. Um, and – I'm going to say that you have you're you're highly educated because the way that you wrote some of these, like I've, I, I'd like to call myself a decently smart guy, and these are written at a much higher level than I can comprehend. Hence, why I message you. Um, but there's the first thing when you open it up is the explanation tab, and it'll say like um, it'll say like difficulty explained, or and it's broken down between like the shooter matrix uh, metrics and then the match metrics, which I think is smart because you got a couple different tabs that you're dealing with. Um, but we'll switch over. Uh, so you got the explanation tab and then you've got um, the shooter rankings for 2023. Um, and it'll say like the number of shooters, the median scores, it'll have all this information to the uh, on it. Um, and the first thing you look at, it's got like the name, and the first name, the first shooter name is Morgan King for 2023, according to the spreadsheet, not necessarily like PRS, um, PRS points. If I'm understanding that correctly, this is based on yeah. just this spreadsheet, just the difficulty of matches, just the, just the raw scores, um, from the season Morgan King for this year, 2023 is number one. And then, uh, it's got the 22 rank, the 20, uh, 21 rank all the way back to 19. So if we look at Morgan King, 23 first, 22 first, 20, uh, so 23 first, 22 first, 21 third, 23rd, and then 2019 55th. And then, so it goes over his last uh, score since the inception of this spreadsheet. And then it shows um, his average score and then his average placement based on the number of matches that he shot. And this is um, based on like one mulligan. So um, the lowest score um, disregarded, disregard, uh, discarded if five or more matches have been shot. So you're throwing out their bottom score if they've shot five matches or more. And then um, there's another column that's all the matches included, no mulligans. Um, the number of matches that he shot, uh, which is nine. The number of wins, which is uh, four wins. The percentage of wins, so 44%. Strength of schedule uh, was a 55. And then the SOS is an 89 and then if you scroll, if you stay on that spreadsheet and you scroll over to the side, it's got all of those matches, all the pro series matches, all 40 of them laid out with all the information that you pull from the PRS website being 
um, the match winner percentage, and then like the number of shooters and all this other information all the way down based on um, based on whatever data that you're feeding it. Um, now, I want to kind of talk about some of these these different categories. So you got one mulligan. Um, so if you <laughs> have kind of a funny story behind that, <laughs> yeah, like that's what I was going to ask is like, how did you decide to do a mulligan? So, so the year, the first year I did the spreadsheet, um, the thing I was noticing was one shooter in particular was on an absolute tear. Um, okay. you know, and he, he's on the list. So I'll, 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 I'll name drop him, you know, Matt Brissau. Yep. So he, he, he was like, win, 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 win a second place. And then another win. And then he had one match that was like, I, I think he DNF'd and his score was like a 30 percentile. Okay. And it was like, and he posted on Facebook about it, like, you know, some significant gear issue had caused him to withdraw from the match. Right. And so as I'm putting together this list, I'm like, man, that just really seems crappy that like he's going to end up in some ranking that I'm publishing somewhere. And that doesn't really reflect like his season. Right. So okay. how do you do that for somebody that like has a gear failure or some total anomaly match? Like, you know, they get a phone call and they're like, I had to pack up and leave after day one. And, you know, yeah, I, absolutely. I got half like, the points I normally would have. Like if you, if you like, for example, um, I was at Altus. Now I was just ROing, but like at Altus, you don't get any type of signal. And I was down away from the clubhouse where, I got Wi-Fi based on having the password because I'm a member there, X, Y, Z. As soon as like we packed up the gear on Sunday and drove back up to the clubhouse, my phone started blowing up and I looked down and my wife's at the ER with my kid, right? Yeah. If I was shooting and I went to go get lunch or go to the bathroom or something like that, and I saw that, like I'm leaving, like done period, end of story. Like if I'm, even if I was shooting, like my kids in the ER, with uh, uh, a diabetes issue, like I'm gone. Bye. Like, <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> sorry about your luck. Like, wherever <laughs> I'm at, I'm at. So, like, I I get it. That makes a lot of sense now. Um, yeah, I, I I wanted to give like something that was like an accurate reflection. Like, you know, somebody who shoots 12 matches and has 11 of them are stellar, and right. one DQ or a DNF or something. You know, I'd I'd like to give away for the spreadsheet to like reflect that. Yeah, so, so I like, put both like the regular score and the no mulligan score on there. So there's, if you want to say like, if you count all the person's matches, there's that line is there. If you want to like give somebody a, a mulligan, there's a second line. Yeah, because like if you if we look at the 2023, um, based on one mulligan, Morgan King is in first for 2023. But if you look at the raw score with no mulligans, it's Austin or gain. So yeah, exactly. Just, just it, that's the example um, for the 2023 season. Um, but you're also counting like the number of matches that they've got, the number of wins that they had at matches, that percentage, and then strength of schedule actually goes over to and is referenced in the other, um, the other. Sp- uh, tab. Um, so let me see if I've got any more notes for this part. Um, yeah. And I think like to summarize, like the, the, the first spreadsheet where you're ranking shooters, mm-hmm. like I mean, what we're really ranking is average performance. Okay. So it's just taking 
all of their matches for the entire year and saying, what's your average score? Like, so if you shot 11 matches, you averaged a 97%, you know, you're going to top the spreadsheet. If you shot right. 11 matches and you averaged an 89%, you, I mean, you, that's where you rank. You're going to fall down. So some. it strips away that best three uh, okay. scoring system. Right. And that's literally one of the questions that I was just about to ask you. Um, and these are all input before the finale. So the finale isn't counted in this spreadsheet? No, the finale is in that spreadsheet. Okay. So, so the finale is in the spreadsheet. Okay. It's in the spreadsheet. It's in the scores. It's just not in the match comparisons. Okay. Because gotcha. it's kind of its own little animal in terms of who goes to it. Cor- correct. Right. Because it's top 150 uh, in the nation. Um, yeah. And then the way that that shooter gets the ranking is just what you said. It's an average accumulation of all the matches that they shot for the year, not just the top three, four PRS points. Yeah. So like it, it kind of takes away gaming the system. So like if you, you know, keep shooting matches, trying to get that, you know, that one match where you get a good day, mm-hmm. like, but all your other matches are not very good scorers. Like you're not going to place well in the spreadsheet, but if you're just somebody who's like grinding it out and you're always going to shoot an 89 or a 90 or a 91, you'll actually score pretty well because you didn't have any bad matches or bad days. So it's almost like a consistency metric or, or measure. Okay. Um, so we'll go down to the match difficulty uh, ranking for 2023. Now, this is, if I'm looking at this sheet correctly, you've got this in um, ranking order from hardest match to least hardest match. Um, right, yeah. The green so, ones are the hardest ones and the red ones are the easiest ones. Okay, so as I'm looking at it, um, we've got Clay's Cartridge Company Classic being the hardest match um, difficulty-wise of the year. And then um, the easiest or the least challenging or however we're going to summarize this would be the Twisted Barrel match. Um, now, I haven't been to Clay's, but I was at the Twisted Barrel. And I don't want to say... Granted, it was my best performance at a PRS match. I didn't get my best amount of PRS points there, but I hit the most targets I've hit at that match. Um, he was expecting way bigger wins than he got. <laughs> That's usually he, what happens, yeah. Right? Um, and he didn't want a match where like nobody was getting points. So like I think he he expected for high wins, which they normally get in the middle of the summer historically at his range and then he got blazing hot weather with zero wind <laughs> for the actual yeah. match days which um we talked about that on on billy don's podcast and he was like he's like yeah man he's like you hope for the best and or you plan for the worst and then you end up getting the best and it just it is what it is um yeah and i kind of i kind of feel bad using the word difficulty when i like rank these matches Right. Because it's not it's not like really about like whether the match was hard because you, you can have a match director put together a very challenging, complicated course of fire. And, and this difficulty term I'm using is really more about like whether the cor- the score is separated out, like whether the highest shooter right. gapped the lowest or the mid pack shooter. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that can go into that. And so difficulty is like an understandable word I use. Right. It's like. 
usually the hard matches are the ones where the, the best shooters like pull away from the from the field. Right. So like as an example, like you've got this broken down, you know, for the first first matches, Clay's get 119 shooters. The median shooter score, which I find this to be super cool that you actually got like the median score um, of the participants that was there was a 50, 57.41. I got to make this bigger because my eyes are going shot and I haven't got my prescription glasses in yet. <laughs> so I'm like struggling to read it. So a 57.4, um, the deviation from average median score for all matches um, was 14. So you actually took all the matches and got that median score and that's a 72. So the deviation from that was like negative 14%. So it was 14% lower than the median score across all the different matches for the year. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So like going back to what you were talking about of, of what data you wanted to actually concentrate, concentrate on be like, that's something I probably like wouldn't have thought of out the gate and like, well, okay, we know what the, you know, what the average or the median score for all the shooters that attended was, but what is the median score for all the matches? I think that's a super cool metric um, that you came up with. Um, and then you've got a match difficulty rank. Uh, so that was a hundred percent. Some other cool, um, things that you came up with was the number of top shooters um, at the match. So weighted one through 10 and then um, is two X and then 11 through 20 is one X. So this match had a six. So saying that there was a bunch of top shooters at this match. Right. So, yeah. Like, so like, I mean, if you look at, like the number of top shooters in a match. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably like most important for the guys who are like in the running to win it. So, right. Um, you know, if you pick that top 20, top 30 and they're like, Oh, you won that match, but who was there really? Who'd you beat to right. win that match? That that's kind of that metric there. I mean, okay. Kind of a, a funny statistic, but, but the one match that, that I won uh, was the lowest ranked match in terms of who was actually there. Like uh, nobody in the top 20, uh, on the spreadsheet made it to the, the California match. Oh, really? Sort of left the door open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so as an example, and I wanted to, I wanted to look at this because this is a match. This is one of the closest matches to me and everybody goes to it. So like Clay's match had six based on your calculations. But if you look at the MPA shootout match, it had 20. Yeah. So like, of the top 20 dudes that are in the in the spreadsheet, all 20 of them were there, right? So like that yeah, is a basically, sta- yeah. that is a stacked match. Um yeah, that is yeah, so if you can win that one, that's super impressive. So you've got that match, you've got the BNT Box Canyon and the Koenig Ruger uh PRC all have above a 15 on that, on that scoring metric. Those are the three, the, the MPA, uh, four, there's one more that'd be the Hornady PRC. So like, yep. those are some major matches. And if you get a win there, you know that you're doing something right. Cause you're, you literally are competing against the best in the country. Um, 
So I guess a match that had, yeah, Central. I literally clicked on the one that had zero, and it was Central Co- uh, Central Coast Chaos. Yeah, exactly. Had, had zero of the top twenty there. Um, there's one more that's got that metric, and that is the RCBS Rumble, right? Um, yeah. Not saying that those aren't hard matches, just that the people in the top twenty of the spread shooter spreadsheet did not attend. And that's what that metric says. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's it's looking at you know who out of the top twenty came. You know, if, if somebody from the top ten came, I gave that two points, and if somebody from eleventh through twentieth place came, I gave that one point. Just trying to put a number to, did you have to compete against the best of the best at that particular match? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the column right next to that is the match difficulty rank of the top shooters. So, um, is that saying what their score was or what the percent, what the, like, what is that, yeah, what so is that, that actually that, saying? So because I'm trying to make a, a score at the end of all of this, I mm-hmm. just tried to make the three metrics into one, like format that I could then average together. Okay. So I, I took those and I just, I, I ranked them from like a hundred percent down to 0%. So okay. it, like the math isn't any different, like in terms of who was there, it's just, where do they stack if you were to try and put the hardest one at hundred percent and the easiest okay. one at zero percent. Okay. That way you can average them together and get like this aggregate score that I'm trying to attach to it. Okay. And then you got average deviation from individual average, uh, match difficulty rank average individual deviation and then overall match difficulty, um, of those three categories. Okay. I got it. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, the the colors in the spreadsheet, really there's there's just three metrics we're looking at. One is like the mid-pack shooter, the median right. guy. How good did he score relative to other matches? Gotcha. Then we're looking at who showed up, you know, did the top 20 show up to this match? And then the third one, this I, I hate the, I hate the term because it's like so math like it sounds like this complicated math thing. The average deviation from individual average. But like what that's looking at is so let's say you have a whole season worth of matches right? and you're consistently a 90% shooter Mm -hmm. and you show up to a particular match and you shot a 75%. Okay. Like, well that, that could be a bad day for you, or maybe it was a really hard match, you know, in and of itself that your one score at that match doesn't say anything. Okay. But if you looked at everybody who went to that match and do that same, you know, thought experiment, like, okay, what was their season? And then when they showed up to this match, how was their one day right. or their, you know, their weekend? And you start to look at everybody. Now, if everybody shot a terrible score at that match, like they're like, man, nobody got points here. Right. Then it starts to say something more about the match than it says about that individual shooter. Okay. Gotcha. So that, so that's what that column is. It's like, it's taking a look at each individual person, how that match was for them relative compared against their whole season. And then it's averaging all of those together. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can so kind of like, like, if you look at, I can kind of see it like break down in my head be like, okay, got it. Yeah. So like, if you look at like Clay's match on average, like the whole field scored 9.3% worse at that match than they did compared to their season. Right. And then like, if you look at like twisted barrel, on average, the field scored 6% better 
than they did compared to their season. Right. Gotcha. Yep. That makes sense. So um, some of the questions I had for this one, um, I like we kind of talked about to sum it up, this tells you what the hardest matches of the year were like based on strictly like scores and percentages and like who was at the match, like hardest match versus I don't want to say easiest match, but like higher scoring match um, on average, that's where that one would, that's what this spreadsheet you can inter- take that information and interpret it as. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're like, you know, wanting to play a game and and build your season around getting points, you could, you could look at this spreadsheet and say, Oh, you know what? In these matches down here that, that have really high scoring right. metrics, you know, why yeah, don't I just travel what, to that like, one and that one and that one? Do you find people, do you find people using this spreadsheet or this data to pick the matches that they want to attend. Like, cause I know I messaged you about, um, going to the, uh, the central coast chaos match. And it wasn't because, Oh, I saw it was, you know, it's a, it's a hard match. You've got it as a 97.2, but zero of the top 20 showed up. Um, yeah. Right. So it's a hard match, but a bunch of the pros didn't, or a bunch of the top 20 didn't show up. Um, And I didn't necessarily pick it because like only 82 people went to it. I was picking it because um, one, I want to go to a new venue each and every year, but also I want to step on a plane and travel to a match. Um, Mm. I want to see what that's like and get that kind of, experience because like i drive everywhere i go right now and like we're looking at going to pig um in june um for the ham match but me and my buddies are probably going to drive to it so i still may not get that i'm stepping on a plane and traveling to a match and this kind of goes i think phil vallejo said it um i don't think he said it this weekend but uh, i think he said it in the past is like can you consider yourself a natural, uh, a national competitor. If you're not like stepping on a plane and going completely outside of your comfort zone to a match, like I am a Southeast shooter. I shoot in the Southeast East, a bunch of square ranges, berms, trees, everything else like that. If I go to a West coast match where it's rolling Hills and it's super green and there's no, it's just skyline targets and no backdrops am I going to be as consistent as I am out here on the West coast or on the East coast? So that's why I was kind of like looking at that, that match because it is one on the complete opposite side of the country from me. And two um, it's close ish to home. uh, And I could probably turn it into uh, a little bit of a vacation because I honestly don't know if Arizona is doing um, actual PRS matches if they're st- if they're still just doing their outlaw thing down at uh, at Cowtown. I just I haven't looked I haven't looked into it. I haven't seen them on the schedule. Yeah. So that's how I was kind of like picking the. I was like, hey, it's a hard match, but like I didn't know all the the analytics into it. I was also looking at, um, I was going in and looking at matches where, like okay, what are the production, the winners of the production division 
you know, placing at like, and I didn't, I didn't really look that one up, but I was like, okay, the winner score, like if I'm, if I'm consistently placing in the one twenty fives to one thirties and the winner is in the one sixties, say like, that's a pretty hard match. I'm probably going to drop into the one hundreds, maybe the one tens based on new location, different environment, X, Y, Z. What can I expect? How, how, what can I think of my performance if I do go out there? Cause when you travel the matches, it's, it's really expensive. It's not hopping in your car and driving for four or five hours. When you're buying a plane ticket, getting a rental car, getting a hotel, everything you're looking at. I think I priced it out just for, I think that was a $1,500, almost $2,000 weekend after like all said and done food, hotels, vehicle, trout, airfare, like X, Y, Z. It's like two grand to fly to a match. Like, Oh yeah, man. I better make it damn worth my while if I'm going go <laughs> to fly to a match. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel your pain, man. I'm, I'm doing it for two shooters. So ex- exactly. And, and, and yeah, I more power to you. Um, so yeah, I was, yeah, I, I think I was that like, kinda, answer your I was kind of using it to pick which matches I wanted to go to. Yeah. I think to answer your question about like, uh, are people using that to like game the system and pick matches? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think people are choosing matches based on reputation and like destination. Like, you know, I hear good things about this match because the venue's awesome or right. they ran a great show and, you know, took care of everything end to end from food to horse fire to, you know, award ceremony, all, all of it. So, you know, I mean, if you're like looking at flying across the country and you've got seven matches to choose from, you know, I, I bet you there's some folks who maybe look at it and think, okay, now, what what is which match does what to my score right but i don't know when i when i'm picking matches like the ones that are on my short list are are the ones that i know are destination matches like you know hornaby prc is on my short list for this year even though i know i'm not going to get a good score there it's like that's that's yeah. like the experience destination match i want to go to yeah 100 percent. so like i've kind of i'm kind of living it on the matches i can go to this year because uh of some work obligations that i've got going on um towards the end of the summer. So I'm going to get like pretty much all of my matches in between now and June. And then (laughs) if I don't end up going on this, on this work trip, I might get two more. Um, But other than that, like I've got to get all this shooting done in a certain period of time. So like, I'm like, okay, I can go here. I can go here. Nope. Can't go here because it's my kid's birthday i can go here i can can't go here because it's my worst my wife's birthday i can go here can go here and then that's just the two-day matches now i got the hunter matches now i got my local matches now i got you know uh, a bunch of other stuff so yeah trying to figure out which ones i can actually get to is is been a bit of a struggle um where can uh where can people go to actually find this spreadsheet like um how do people get a hold of it? I know that I got it. Um, I think it got posted on one of the um, the PRS paid members page or something like that. And then I hit, I hit yeah. you up and you sent it to me. But is there, um, do you post like a Google Drive link or something like that where people can snag it from? Or do they just have to hit you up to find it? I mean, in the past, I've done it where like I posted on my own Facebook page and then I posted in the PRS members page. And I've always just like thrown out the invite, like, you know, if, if you care to see like a, a spreadsheet that's got too much info on it and you can get lost in the weeds on, you know, hit me up. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. hundred percent. 
you know, I, I mean, if you want to throw it up on a Google Drive, uh, Google Docs, uh, yeah, absolutely. I support that. I mean, I, I'm doing this for info for the community. So, you know, the more yeah, people well, I, that, I mean, uh, I find it fascinating from it. And, I, and I greatly appreciate it because, I mean, there is a bunch of really good data in there. I mean, like, okay, so how many, like, I mean, looking at the Collis match this year, there was 233 shooters at that match. A ma- huge, huge match. And then you yeah. got, like, Coastal Chaos was only 82. And then yep. um, KRG Windbreaker was, like, 89. So, like, you can almost – I mean, you can double, almost triple the amount of shooters from match to match, um, which is crazy. Like, 200 and- 233 shooters at a at a at a match it's that's crazy i mean hornady oh, yeah, like, had 189 yeah the gap grind i mean like the number on this for the gap grind is just the pro shooters like you almost double it for the actual number of people at the match because he had all the ams oh yeah i didn't pro. even think about that where yeah. where is the pro am where uh gap grind on there somewhere But yeah, yep, I know Gap traditionally Gap Grind. 100, 170, 178 pro shooters. Now, now, okay, so how did you how did you figure out um did you just take the pro like who was registered as a pro? Uh I think that's just what they publish on the PRS website. So like when okay. you go to the Gap Grind scores, you know, only the PRS pro shooters are the ones that are on the, the are score on the sheet. Okay, cool. And cool. the amateurs are there for learning and a good time. Okay, fantastic. Um, let me see. Did I miss any questions? Boom. We had, we already talked about that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I want to kind of turn it over to you. Do you have any like some closing thoughts or any what what questions should I have asked about this spreadsheet that I didn't already? Well, ask? I mean, I think I, I think one thing I want to say is like you know, th- this spreadsheet is meant to be like statistics and information and, you know, giving people to look at and think about uh, it. It's not meant to like say we need to change the scoring system or we need to do something different or, you know, throwing stones at matches like, you know, your match is bad because it was easy or your match is bad because it was hard. Right. Um, uh, you know, th- the goal here is to like give people a new way to look at like, Hey, how did I as a shooter do, you know, does that give me any goals I want to work on? And then hopefully it gives match directors helpful info where they can look at it and say, Hey, this is how my match, uh, score wise, you know, compares relative to other matches. And, you know, maybe that's exactly where they want it to, to be. And that's perfect. And and maybe they want to change their match and have a different target. That's, that's cool too. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, you know, push an agenda, just, just giving folks info and hopefully it helps them out. I mean, I mean, it's raw data. It's, it's numbers. It's not, Oh well, I'm I'm bumping a percentage here too because I like this match more than I like this match. It's it's literally just the numbers, um, yeah. And I don't think I mean, why would we want to throw shade at any one particular yeah. person or any particular match? I mean, that's that's not why um, we go to these matches. We go there to uh, to compete and see what we can what we can shoot against a match director's giving course of fire. Hang out with our friends you know, be involved in the, in the community, um, that we both thoroughly enjoy, uh, or shooters enjoy. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be spending the money we spend unless we, um, on some level 
enjoyed what we were doing. Um, so any shout outs or uh, sponsors you want to thank um, before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, sh- shout out to Hawkins Precision. They've been super good to my daughter and I. Great people there, Andy and Nick. Um, yep, 100%. And, uh, yeah, my, my daughter is shooting uh, Priest Precision Barrels. Uh, Garrett's a great dude. Known him a number of years and great shooter. Uh, and cuts a mean barrel. He's he's doing Morgan King's barrels and about half the guys out here out west that are that are winning matches. So uh, definite props to those guys. Awesome. Um, and is there so you're putting on this? You're 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 creating this spreadsheet each and every year. Is there anything that we can do? as shooters or the listeners of this podcast to support you and what you're doing, building this spreadsheet. No, I mean, enjoy it. If you think it's beneficial, share it with your friends. I mean, I'm not in it for accolades or or fame. It's just something I did out of curiosity. And once it was built, it got fairly easy to do it year after year. So I'm just glad to keep doing it and sharing the info with the community. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming on um, the podcast. It's uh, it's been great. Finally, like getting to put a face to the name of this of this monstrous document, because um, I've I've I think I've been following it since probably 2020 or 2021. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I did uh, kind of copy, not copy the data, but definitely kind of track the idea and tried to do it for um the the little rimfire match that i was putting on here for a little while and um the guys liked it but they're like yeah that's way too much info for rimfire i was like i know but it's such a cool <laughs> spreadsheet like i gotta i gotta play with it and, and and put put our numbers in it to see who's who's crushing it um but yeah i mean super good job with this thing it, it, year after year i i i look at it and be like Oh man, this is this is some crazy stuff, and I think this is the first year that I'm actually on this spreadsheet because um, this is the first year I actually shot like three more than three matches. So um, finally made it on the spreadsheet. Like it was way down there towards the bottom, but it still had a good, had a good time shooting all those matches. So um, greatly appreciated, and uh, stay with me, and then we'll roll this outro. Sweet. Thank you for joining us on this episode of another GD podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and share this episode as it helps us grow our listenership and exposes us to our ever-growing fan base. If you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic, be sure to reach out to us at our email at guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at another GD podcast. Until next time, keep your powder dry, and we'll see you at the range.